All right, good evening. Sorry for the new view. For those of you on Zoom, we're sharing a base measures tonight. Today we're learning Masechah's Gittin, Daf Mem Zayin, and we're starting on a mission on the bottom of Mem Vav Amit Beis. The Mishnah says, es atzmo kochavim. If a person sells them sells themselves to ovde kochavim, the halacha is too bad. You are out. Ain podenoso. There's no din of pidyon shvuyim in such a case. Goodbye. Take care. You're done for. Aval However, if the father dies, so then the din is that you can redeem the children of the man who sold himself. Well, the kids were kids, but he's supposed to. It's all good. That's what the Gemara says. And that, uh, that's what the Mishnah says. And the Gemara gives some parameters and describes as follows. It's only true, true after he sold himself a couple of times. He's made a habit. I'm putting words in the Gemara here. Was it a Chazaka-ish kind of a thing? How are we looking at this? So that's uh, something that we need to figure out. But the Gemara says it's only if he sold himself two or three times. And the Gemara tells a couple of stories. There were people from the city of Zuze. They borrowed money. And they didn't have enough money to pay back the people that they borrowed money from. So these guys were not having it. And they kidnapped the people who owed money. It's very simple. You need to know who you're borrowing money from. So if you borrow money and you don't pay back, they're going to come pick you up and put a black hood over your head and take you. And then finally, I don't know what the logistics were, but Asu Lakami de Ravuna, they went, they got a message to Ravuna and said, please, uh, can you redeem us? So Amar Lahu, Mai Abid Lahu, what am I supposed to do with you people? What about our Mishnah? I'm not allowed to redeem you. So there was someone sitting in the room with Ravuna, and Amar Le Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba says, Ravuna, wait one second. I don't understand. Limad Tanu Rabbeinu. You touched our Mishnah. You said at the beginning of our Gemara here, When do we have a restriction? When do we say Ein Podin? So it's only a din of Ein Podin. There's only a din of Ein Podin when there's been a couple, when you've made a habit out of getting yourself sold to Goyim. But this guy presented only one time. So Ravuna responded to Rabbi Abba, Good, I'm glad you listened in Shir, but you just don't know the context of this family. Amar Lehi says back to Rabbi Abba, Hani mirgal They do this all the time. And so therefore we see a Maisa Shahaya. The story is, and the halacha is, that if a person sells themselves to Goyim a number of times and they get themselves trapped up with Goyim, you have no obligation. You should not redeem them after three times. So it's not, it's a, it seems to be that three is the limit and then the fourth is when there's no, no pedia anymore. So that's what the Gemara says. Another story. This one is literally like a movie. Ready? This is crazy. Ahu gavra dezavin nafshe udai. There was a man who sold himself to a group of cannibals. Like, could you pick a better group? You had to pick people who literally eat you for dinner? Unbelievable. That's what the Rashi says. It's a nation of people who eat other people for dinner. And he says, please, can you save us? I didn't realize. I didn't know. I mean, the, door, the sign on the door said cannibalism. I didn't realize they were telling the truth. So Amar Leh, what did, what did Rabbi Ami say to him? He said, Pir, uh, so he said to Rabbi Ami, Pirkan, can you please redeem us? Top of Memzayin Amaral. Amar Leh, wait one second. Tanan, we have to figure out what our Mishnah says. And the word Leh is actually removed here, according to the Hagos Sabach. Should be Omar. Tanan, he said to himself, But we do remove the sons. Because of Kilkula. Rashi here explains what's going on. Rashi on the top of top line. 
We are concerned that the children are going to learn the ways of those by whom they are living, right? But And, and therefore, Rashi says, and When the father's still alive, we're not worried. The father's going to keep the kids in line. But once the kids... Uh, once the father dies, we want to save the kids from there. Anyways, the Gemara is a little unclear. The, the taxonomy is a little odd, but the Gemara says, that we do remove these people because there was no habit that we, you can't make a habit when you're in. A, there's no habits to be made. You show up once, you're dinner. So you, there's only one chance to get out. So Pasha, you get you get to be redeemed in that case. What's odd here is the language of the Gemara, but that nevertheless, they are all redeemed father and sons. So Amr Le Rabban and the Rabbi Hi Yisrael Mumar. Wait a second. I know this guy. He's a Mumar. You know, a Mumar in Halacha. I, I deal with this all the time. A Mumar in Halacha is someone who rejects a piece of Chumash. I, I, I believe in everything in Chumash except that you're allowed to eat Chazar. No problem at all. I showed up at a bris today and someone like bageled me. They're like, oh, is the wine kosher? And I said jokingly, I'm like, I put a little bit of pig fat inside, just a little bit of pig fat. And he was like, it's not a funny joke. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't funny. Just, he was an old Jewish man trying to make a conversation with a young rabbi. So that was our dialogue for the day. But if you're Mamish and Mumar, like these, like the bris where I was today, they're Shabbos. So that guy's a Mumar. Maybe not actually because of Tino Kshinishba, but it could be that uh, in, in the real world when people are, are from or were from, and then they're not from. That's different. So Gemara says, I know this guy, he's a Mumar who said, How do I know? The Kachazule, the Kachel, the Velas, the Trev, he eats at McDonald's. This guy's Mamasha, he's a Mumar. He doesn't believe in Kashras. So then the Gemara says, Well, wait one second. A Mumar isn't someone who violates an Isar. A Mumar is someone, I'm not a Mumar if the reason why I break a halacha is because of Taiva. You hear that gorgeous Chakira, you have to understand. A mumar is, I'm not masking with chumash. I don't agree, I'm out. I, I disagree with you on din X, Y. I believe in wearing shatnas. I believe that there's no din of nagia between men and women. I believe that you're allowed to steal. I believe, if you believe that, you're a mumar. If you struggle with it, you're a yid. And you're still a yid. That's good, because otherwise, we'd all be mumar. There is a taiva in that one. Which one? I said about 15 examples. A, no, for a mumar. Oh. It's, it's a taiva, it's taiva. The taiva of being a mumar? No, because you're a mumar, because you're saying this isn't good enough. It's a daiva. You're saying you know better than the rabbanim. Oh, you're you're daiva. saying why mumar is what it is. No, mumar is a taiva also. To become a mumar is a taiva. <clears throat> it's a taiva because of the 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 component of gaiva. Yeah, that it's a mumar. It's like. He's rebelling. He's a lahachisnik. This guy is saying, yeah, it's if you can imagine someone saying, like, you know what, like, uh, we've proven, you can come in, you can come in. We, we've proven that, uh, we've proven that, you know, eating milk and meat together is not dangerous. I'm eating milk and meat together. Okay, you're a mumar, you're a shegetz, what can I tell you? You're a mumar. And a mumar is kigoy l'chol divrayim, basically. But the Gemara makes this distinction that if it's, let's say, avon, so then you're fine. Then you're not a mumar, fine. By the way, what's implied from the Gemara? If you're a mumar, we don't save you. <laughs> That's what the Gemara says. It's first crystal clear. But if you're if it's just l'chol avon, then you are redeemed. So Amrulay, no, I was at a meal. There was a kosher side of the table and a treif side of the table. And this guy, I watched this guy pick the treif over the kosher, um, and uh, he's done for. 
no no reason no reason to assume anything else he's done for so Amarle, he says to the person who came over to him, this guy who went to the cannibalistic crew. So he went over to the Rebbe and said, save me. So Amarle, the Rebbe said back to him, Zil, go away. I'm not allowed to redeem you. Why? Because you're a Mumar. Not because of the din of our Mishnah, because there was no Shina Vashilesh, but simply because he was a Mumar. So we've learned another din in our Gemara. Condition number one of not being redeemed is when you make a habit out of it. And condition number two of not being redeemed is when you're a Mumar. And if you're a Mumar, you're not allowed to be redeemed even if you sell yourself to Goyim only one time. I mean, how firm could you have been the first time? But but the Gemara seems to still give us a halachic line. Two dots, ten lines down. What is going on here? Rish Lakish sold himself to the cannibals. Take a look at the Balei Atosvos. Rish Lakish zav and nafshi leludoi. Kodem shechazar lemuta. It has to be that this was before he frumed out. Why? Dimistama lo haya mezalzel ba'atzmo kolkach. There's no way that an Amora of stature would have lowered himself like this to go down to the cannibals to try and solve a problem. We'll see that this wasn't an error in decision-making in regards to what his approach was. We'll see some what his goal was. But nevertheless, it had to be before he was uh, from. And the Gemara says, what was his game plan? He brought with him a bag and a stone. Take a look at Rashi, six lines down. Sak, it was a bag, a kashur that was tied at the top. And inside of it was a circular stone or a piece of lead. Oh, what's going to happen here? This is an, a, good, a good opening to a story. So he, he goes into the cannibal compound and he's holding a sock or a bag of some kind with a big ball of lead in the bottom of the sock. So says the Gemara, Omar Gemiri, he said, I knew, I knew what their trends were. To Yoma Basra, on the last day of a person's life before they'd be put on the spit, called the Boimi Naihu Avdile. Anything that the prisoner, the dinner was going to, that was going to want to do, the last meal that he was allowed to eat, whatever it was, anything they asked him, they'd allow him to do. Why? So that they'd forgive his blood. In other words, there would be a degree of forgiveness. This guy, I don't know how this could be forgiveness, but the cannibals felt that this was the case. Let's give him his final one last wish, and then they'll give us some forgiveness. By the way, some of Horsham say that he tastes better when you ask permission. Wow. That's not normal. Okay, so Yom Abbasar was the last day of Rish Lakish's life, or what would have been Rish Lakish's life, and then he pulled this one. Amrule, they said to my Nichalach, what is it that you'd like to do? What will make you happy today? So Amar Lehu, what I'd like to do is Akmatinchu, I'd like to tie you down, Vinchu, and sit you down, and for each of you, Amchechai Sopalga. I'd like to smack you one and a half times. <laughs> so that's what happened. <laughs> He's, they, he tied them down and sat them down. <laughs> After each person got one slap across the face, and it wasn't a slap, right? Imagine the sock, a long tube sock with a lead ball at the bottom, and you're like swinging it around, and you come around and hit him across the face, you're breaking a jawbone. Like, this is some serious stuff here. So it says the Gemara that when this happened, Nafak Nishmas say their soul would leave them in fact it doesn't mean that they would die even though normally that would be the language it just means that it really uh kind of made them a little bit loopy but then then they'd start chomping their teeth like ah one more and i get to eat this guy for dinner amar lay rish lakish says to them do you think that laughing at me is a good idea? You're forgetting that I still have one bullet in the barrel. I still have one more half of a hit left. 
Half a hit left. Exactly right. Half a bullet. Left. Muscle's a bad. Yeah, yeah, muscle's a bad muscle. Yeah. By the way, Kasha and the Gemara. Why did it say one and a half? And they say two. Right. I don't know. I didn't look into it. I'm just saying it doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> he knows his own strength. Yep, correct. That's right. Then what happened with the next half of a hit? What's a half of a hit? I don't even know. Says the Gemara. Then Kadlin, who cooled, we killed everyone. No fact for us. He gets up and walks out of the compound. All the cannibals are dead. Shalom Aleichem. Problem solved. He had a Superman complex, Rich Lager. He just walked in. He's like, I'm going to end this, this crew. We're, we're all done. Another Rish Lakish story. Yosif Ka'achil Vashasi. He would sit, he would eat, and he would drink. He had a shita that he would spend the money that he had. He wouldn't save it. No savings accounts, no five, no, no 401, uh, no 401ks. He spent the money that he had. Amra, Amra le his daughter said to him, You don't want a bed to lean on. Amar la, he said to her, Biti, I have a big stomach. He said, Krisi curry. My stomach is my pillow. You just fold over on yourself. Take a gazunt nap. Shalom, I'm going to spend money on a sealy patch. I'm, I'm fine. I don't need anything. When he actually died, Shavak covered the Morika. He left over a very small amount of Morika, which was a spice. And that was it. Rashi says, Kharkom, a particular spice. And he left over almost nothing for his kids. And still, he was upset that he left over anything. He wished he would have consumed it. He felt that you should spend what you have. That you've left over things for those. And it was kind of like tongue in cheek because he really barely left over anything. That brings us to the next Mishnah. Almost halfway down. The Mishnah says, If a man sells, if a yid sells his field to a goy, he needs to buy back from the goy the first fruits. If you sell your field to a goy, you need to buy back those first fruits and bring bikurim because of tikkun olam. Take a look at Rashi, a third of the way down. A couple of lines into the Rashi on the Mishnah. So that you would not sell your field to an Ove Kochavim. That's not a good thing to do. End of the Mishnah. And now we're going to learn a very broad Shasugya, which is what happens when a Goy owns Eretz Yisrael, owns quote-unquote property in Eretz Yisrael. Are the fruits that grow there, the vegetables that grow there, is there a din of Meister if a Goy owns the property? If it's the Schwartz family farm, Mela, we understand. If it's the Shegetz family farm, so are there, is there still Meister? This is a Machloke Samurai. Says the Gemara, Omar Rabbah, halfway down right at the open of the Gemara. Even though there's no such thing as ownership of a goy, to the point that that which grows in Eretz Yisrael will not have a requirement of Meiser, it only applies to me, says the Kaddish Baruch it only applies to my Torah and to my Yidin. But there is still some type of acquisition that a goy can make. We do allow a guy to have enough ownership that he's allowed to dig pits and, and caves, whatever the case may uh, we see that there that Nasan Livne Adam that people are allowed to have some ownership. Rabba's bifurcation is that they can't own property enough to remove the chiv of Meiser on the vegetation that grows, but enough to allow the goy to dig. But Rebbe Lazar has a totally different opinion on this. Rebbe Lazar Omer Afal Pishi Yesh. Right, he says she yesh kenyan ovek kochavim beretz Yisrael lafkiyamidei Meiser. A goy, the Shegetz family who owns property X. There, there's no chiyuv meister on the vegetation that grows there. Why? Shenemar degoncha. We make a drasha from degoncha. Your dagon has a chiyuv meister. 
below dog and Ovid Kochavim, the property of the Ovid Kochavim doesn't have a, their grains don't have a, a chiyuv of Miser, so we see that he's lenient. So the Machlokas, Rebbe Lazar and Rabbah is, according to Rebbe Lazar, a guy is able to own properties to the point that there's no chiyuv Miser on the vegetation. And according to Rabbah, there's no such thing. So then the Gemara says, Aval, he disagrees with Rabbah in the other category too. Aval, ain Kenyan but a guy is not allowed to own uh, property that he is allowed to dig. All of that is not allowed. Now, this big machlokas, Rabbah and Rebbe Lazar, where they debate on two fronts. Number one, is a guy allowed to own Eretz Yisrael to the point that there is going to be no miser? Yes or no? And also, can a guy own property enough to dig boros shichinumaros? And there they argue as well. What is the machlokas? Three-fourths of the way down. We see the word degancha, that, uh, degancha, only by a yid. That's when there's a chiyuv miser, but by an obed kochavim, that's not the case. And therefore, we see that an obed kochavim can own. That's Rebbe Lazar. Umar Rabba is of the opinion, diguncha, that we're not actually talking about the dagan in and of itself, but diguncha, the preparation of the dagan, namely what we would call miruach hakri, of getting the whole pile of food prepared and smoothed out, there, below digun obed kochavim. By the digun, if it's done by a yid, then there's going to be miser by a goy. If the if the digun is done by a goy, there won't be miser. But in regards to ownership of property, pasha that a goy doesn't own property. That's the machlokas between them. Omar Rabba, Rabba says, Mino amino, le, la. How, how do I know that I'm right? How can I show you that I'm right? Says Rabba, that a goy cannot own Eretz Yisrael to the point that it's mafkia mide miser. And the Gemara says, it's not. And the Mishnah says, 15 lines from the bottom, aleket an odd Mishnah. The Mishnah says, in regards to Leket, Shikha, and Pei, and these are the pieces that are left over for Anim, um, and various versions of things that are left over for Anim. But if it's Shel Ovde Kochavim, then Chayavim B'Maiser, unless there was Hefker. We don't even know what this Mishnah means. It's very cryptic. So let's figure out what the Mishnah means. Hey, Chidami, what's the case? Ilema. If you want to say that the land was owned by Yisrael and Vilikteen who obeyed Kochavim and the person collecting was obeyed Kochavim, that can't be. Because why would the Mishnah say Elohim Kain Hifkir? A Yid doesn't have to be Mafkir, Leket, Shikhan, Pei. It's automatic. Says Gemara, Hamafkir, Evekaime. So, in other words, you can't say the Pshat in the Mishnah is that it's owned by a Yid. Because if it's owned by a yid, that it's automatic that hefker that hefker happens. There's no reason to assume whatsoever, none klaluchlal, to assume that uh, that it wouldn't be mafker by itself. Elolav, it must therefore be that what this mishnah means is elolav. We're talking about a, a piece of property that's owned the ovei kochavim velikdinu yisrael and time of the hefker. And the reason why the yisrael was able to collect anything was because the goy was mafker. But halo hefker chayev. But if in fact there was no hefker, then chayev, then the goy would be chayev in in uh, in Meiser. What do we see? That even when a goy owns a property, you're still chayev in Meiser. A raya for Rabbah, that a goy who owns property in Eretz Yisrael, it does not bring to a p'tur whatsoever. So maybe that's a raya. The Gemara says, lo, that's not a raya for the shita of Rabbah. Why not? Because Olam, I could argue to Yisrael that really the piece of property that we're discussing was owned by a yid. Vilikteen who ovdei kochavim and really a goy was the one that was there to collect. 
You said, wait one second. It doesn't make sense to say that a Yid would have to be Mafkir because after all, the Hefkir for Leket Shechan Peah for a Yisrael should be automatic. And here the Gemara teaches us a Yisod in regards to Leket Shechan Peah. says the Gemara, I agree with you that it is absolutely automatic that when a Jew owns a field, the Leket Shechan Peah are Mufkar automatically when the poor person is a Yid. But when the poor person is a goy, not necessarily, uh, says the Gemara. But adaite to obe kochavim mi mifkare. Fascinating. Leket shikhan peya is only considered to be mufkar when the poor person is a yid. When the poor person's a goy, you have to actively be mafkir on their behalf. Therefore, no so raya. The person is picking it up. The person picking it. Automatic. It's automatic when the participant is a yid. Right. Let's say a goy comes in. So for the goy, I have to actively be mafkir. Any hefkir would work. 100%. And, and l'chore, there is no mitzvah per se by the goy. I would mean, imagine that there's no mitzvah of, of leket shikhan You have to be mafkir, because really it's for, really, and there is there, there should be a kadimus also. We have this organization of when we give to poor people and who they go to first. The OU did this whole thing during COVID. We did this whole partnership with India because people were dying like by the thousands. So we bought many oxygen compressors that could service hundreds of people per oxygen compressor. We raised, I don't know, a couple million dollars. My department raised it. We shipped them off and we got destroyed. So I went, I had a meeting with Rabbi Howard, the leadership of the OU. I said, by the way, my neighbor retracted his $5,000 gift from the OU because we gave to India. <laughs> Rabbi Howard is very, he said, he just mamish quoted the Gemara. I don't remember where it is. I can't remember where it is. He told me where it is. Yes. Where is that? It was like in the Samechs of Samasechla, which is not helpful. I, don't know. I believe it's a mission. Could be. Anyways, I, I, I went over that Friday night to my friend's house who returned. 100%. 100%. It's Ladina. I, I wasn't nervous. So I went over to this person's house that Friday night and I said, so I, I heard you got $5,000 back in your bank this week. He's like, of course I did. A bunch of shkuts and you guys are, are taking community. I'm like, slow down. Take a deep breath. By the way, do you agree with Shas? Are you guys, you're, you're from, you're like Orthodox Jews, cracked open the Gemara, cracked open a Rambam, spun it around to them and handed it to them and said, you tell me what the din should be. <laughs> Anyways, the din is a mice that we're supposed to service our were first. We service our brethren first. We take care of our of our family and our family's large. However many millions we are, we take care of ourselves first. But the mice, when it comes to Leket Shikhan if a goy is to participate from a field that's owned by Yisrael, the Yisrael has to be mafkir in some way, shape, and form. And therefore, this Bryce is not a Kasha and Rabbah. But let's try another source. Toshma, six lines from the bottom of Mem Zayin if a, a Jew purchases a field from a goy before a third of the crop has grown, and then and then the yid sells it back to the goy now that a third has grown. So before the Jew gives it back, he's actually in Miser. Why? Because once it grows a third, that is the threshold when the Chiyuv Miser kicks in. I'm just using this as an approximate measure. Let's say corn grows to six feet. 
Once the corn grows to two feet, and please excuse my measure, I'm sure it's not halachic, I'm just making a point. Once it grows to two feet, you're chayv and myself. So if you if, if that happens in the rishos of the yid, and then you give it back to the guy, that's your problem. That's not the guy's problem. You have to do that. So it says the Gemara, nischayva in that. When is it that we're saying that there's a chiyuv of Maiser when it's in the possession of a goy, only when it grew to a third in the rishus of the yid? But uh, But if it didn't grow to a third, then lo, then the goy would not be chayv. Oh, so says the Gemara that that's a raya that a goy would not be able to be chayv in Maiser if he owned property, which is a support for Rebbe Lozer. So says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom, Anukimta. Anukimta is typically a creative way to get out of a problem. The Gemara says, and what must this Brisa be dealing with? It must be Basuria. And we learned about this on Dav Zion, that Surya was conquered. Was that Dav Zion? Uh, what did we learn about uh, Surya? That Surya was conquered by Kibush David. And Kibush David says the Gemara, Kibush Yachid Kibush. By Yoshua, that wasn't Kibush Yachid, that was Kibush Olam. So there, that was for sure. But there was a Kasha by David. And when it, when we, when all the chips fall, we've decided that Surya is not considered to be like Eretz Yisrael in regards to Miser. So no Raya to support uh, Rebbe Lazar. Let's continue. Two lines from the bottom. Tashma. Yisrael ve'ovei kochavim shalak chusadeh b'shutfes. If you have a Yisrael and a Goy, 50-50 owners on a property, Turning to the top of Memzayin Amud Beis. What's the din according to the Tanakama, Rebbe? Every piece is both Chulun and Tevel. No way to distinguish. I'm a Yid, you're a Goy. Each of us owns a part of every parcel. So then says Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel, I disagree. He says a shocking idea. Omer, it depends who gives what. Shall Ovid Kochavim Pater. That if the property, if the stock that you pick up is, and you're an Oved Kochavim, then yours is Pater from Maiser. But if I pick one up, it's Chayef. How, how is that possible? So says the Gemara, How could it possibly be that if I'm a Yid and you're a Goy, I pick up a stock, then I'm Chayef in Maiser. You pick up a stock because you're a Goy, you're not Chayef in Maiser. So says the Gemara, this is a classical case of Brera. This is ABCs. What is this? It's retroactive decision-making. Once I pick it up, by definition, it's mine. And therefore, because it's mine, I can say that even though had he picked up the same stock, it would have been Pater from Miser, but I'm the Yid. So, Brera. So, says the Gemara, that's really what they're talking about. It seems that everyone agreed that a Goy can, can Pater Miser, which is a support for the Sheet of Rebelazar. Says the Gemara, here too, we're going to make a new Kimta. We're talking about Surya and therefore there isn't enough teeth in the city of Surya to assume that um, that it is considered like Eretz Yisrael. So there's really no Shiloh one way or the other. It's not Eretz Yisrael. Let's keep trying to bring Raya's. Omar says the Gemara. Omar Bar Tashma. A man sells his field to a guy. This is our Mishnah. That's what our Mishnah says. You have to buy the Bikurim back from the Goy, and you have to bring them. Is Tikun Ha'olam a Dindirabanon, a nice idea, or is Tikun Ha'olam a Dindiraisa? Tikun Ha'olam is a it's a lightweight dindirabanan at most, in almost all cases. It says the Gemara, we're going to make a diak from that. In 
Hello. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing from our Mishnah. That Pasha, the fact that you're going back to the Goy's property and buying back the Bikurim is only because of Tikkun Olam. And as Rashi on the Mishnah, where we started on the bottom of Membav and Mepes indicated, we just don't want people to be in the habit of selling to Goyim. But that therefore implies that Midoraisa, he does have a Kenyan. So says the Gemara, there's actually a history here, a development of how we got to where we are today. Me'ikara, initially, they would bring once they saw that people were, in fact, selling and these properties to Goyim. The Sabre, they argued, that no matter what, it's always going to be Eretz Yisrael. Really, again, it is Del We therefore made a Takana that they should not bring Bikurim because by not bringing Bikurim, that would then show them that this property really, you really shouldn't have sold it. You're right, it's Kaddosh, but we're not letting you bring the Bikurim. You made an error. But because they saw that people weren't keeping the Halach at all, then they made a Dinder Therefore, they then allowed them again. But really, it could be at least, and we're trying to just disprove the Brisa. It could be at least that maybe Bikurim is still Deoraisa, and our Mishnah is reflecting a multi layered Takana Derabon. End of Sugya. We don't know if we pass him from the Gemara. We don't know if we pass him like Rabba or Rebbe Lazar. And the Machlokas, again, is a double Machlokas. Do we say that if a guy owns property in Eretz Yisrael, that the food that they have on their field is Pater for Meister, yes or no? And the second Machlokas between them is whether or not we allow a guy to have ownership enough to dig Boros, Shechinu, Ma'aros, their two Machlokas. Itmar, halfway down on Memzayin and Bay is going to the top. About eight lines down on Memches Madal, if the Gemara says as follows, Itmar Hamocher Sadehu Leperos. Let's say I sell my field, but only for the sake of the Peros. You don't own my field. The field is mine, but you purchase rights to my Peros. It's like owning an apartment. It's like leasing an apartment, right? You don't own the apartment. You you're allowed to live there. You're allowed to crash. So if you're allowed to to benefit from the fruits, how do we view this in regards to Bikurim? So Rabbi Yochanan Omar may be Vikore, that you bring the Bikurim and you read all the Psukim. Reish Lakish Omar may be Veeno Kore. Reish Lakish says that you uh, you do bring the Bikurim, but you are in Kore because the Psukim indicate that you have to say that the fruit is yours and it's actually not yours. That's not possible. So therefore, there's a Machlokas. Do you own it? Yes or no? Let's go through each side. Rabbi Yochanan Amar may be Vikore because Kenyan Peros ke Kenyan Aguftami. Because by virtue of the fact that you had a Kenyan on the Peros, that's as though you own the actual orchard. And says the Gemara, Rish Lakishamar may be Kore. You can bring the Mikurim, but you can't say the Psukim that the fruit is actually yours because Kenyan Peros, Lav ke Kenyan Aguftami. I disagree. So this is just a Lam de Shechakir, is that once I have access to the Peros, what does that therefore mean about the orchard? What's my relationship with the orchard? If you own a property, if you own an apple orchard, and I say I want rights to the uh, apples, you're right that technically I don't own the trees. I'm masking. But is it some kind of halachic ownership of the trees? I'm benefiting from all of the water and all the nutrients coming up the tree. I'm benefiting from the trees as though you don't own them. How do we view that? That's a machlokas. So Eisve, the Gemara says, Eisve, Rabbi Yochan on the Reish Lakish. Remember, Reish Lakish was of the opinion of Eino Kore. It says the Gemara that Rabbi Yochanan has a brisa, and the brisa says, What does the Pasuk read? The Pasuk reads, Li Hashem, right? That's the Pasuk. And later on in that Pasuk, it says, Ulevei Secha. 
It says, Lecha Hashem Elokecha Ulevei Secha. So let's darshan this word Ulevei Secha. Melamech Adam Mevi Bikure Ishto Bikure. We know often throughout Shas and references in Tanakh that the word bias is a reference to a person's wife. So if that's true, then a person can be Mevi Bikure Ishto Bikure. What do we see from here? She for sure, you for sure don't own her property. Yet you're allowed to say the kore. So then, if that's the case, how can Reish Lakish say maybe the eno kore? We see a raya brura that I could do this for my wife, even if I don't own the property, even if she brought it in as nechzeit's own barzal, and I don't own the principal. Allah I'm allowed to say bikurim, and I can be kore, and I can say that you gave it to me, Uli. So says the Gemara, that's a kasha against Reish Lakish. And the Gemara responds two thirds of the way down. Amar le shiny hasam. Different. Uh, because the Pasuk says, there's a specific drasha by the Isha. But in general, outside of that case, the din should not be that way. The din should be of Eino Korin. And the Gemara continues, there's another version of this question that was raised between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. And in fact, the question is reversed. Look at this. Only by an Isha do we see that, but in general, we see that you're not allowed to be Kore, and therefore, Rav Shimon ben Lakish is right, and Rav Yochanan is wrong. So, Amar Lei, I learn my source from the same exact Pasuk, and basically, there's two ways to learn the Pasuk. You can either look at that and say, we're only talking about an Isha, and therefore extrapolate for anybody else, or say, no, there's a general principle being learned. Okay, next, the Gemara says, 10 lines or so from the bottom of Memzayinam at base, A man is going on the path to Yerushalayim, and he has the Bikurim of his wife in hand. And he hears Nebuch that his wife passed away while he was bringing the Bikurim. The halacha is, That's amazing, because she's not alive anymore. So is it because he's now the owner? Because by default, he'll own this. So says the Gemara, Mesa in, lo Mesa lo. The only reason why he's allowed to read it right now is because Mesa, because she died and he just became the owner of his wife's property. But perhaps lo Mesa, that had she not died, lo, he would not be able to be Kore, a Raya for Abshim ben Lakish. Says the Gemara, no, who adin daf al gab de lo Mesa, o Mesa Really, we actually would have said that the halacha in both cases that the husband is allowed to be kore in such a case. Because sal Because perhaps we thought that maybe we'd have a gzera because of the following case. We'll see that we don't. But what was the concern? The brisa is not a brisa, uh, is it? I don't think it's a brisa. The Amar of Yossi Barab Chanina. Let's say that all the food was in the hands of the shliach, and then the shliach dies on the way. It all has to be one person. So maybe we should be concerned about that, that the same concern we have by a shliach should apply by an ish as well. We don't have that concern. And says the Gemara, the shitas that we learn about Rav Shimon ben Lakish and Rav Yochanan are lashitasa. Let's just go back to the middle of this page and review our case. Halfway down the page, we said, Itmar hamocher sadehu leperos. Rav Yochanan says, you're maybe vikore. Rav Shimon ben Lakish says, you're maybe ve'enokore. Where do we see their shitas reflected exactly the same way? Look at the bottom line in Memzayin of Bez, and you will see another discussion in the Amorim with Rav Shimon ben Lakish and Rav Yochanan. To Itmar. 
If a person sells his field and the times when the world of Yovel applied, and therefore you get your field back in the times of Yovel, and we have Bikure. So says the Gemara, Rav Yochanan Omar may be Bikure. You're still Kore, same sheet as we saw in the middle of Mem Zayin and Medbez. And Rish Lakish Omar may be Ve'eno Kore. Let's go through why this is true. Rav Yochanan Omar may be Bikure for the same exact reason we saw half an Amur ago. Kinyan Peros, Kinyan Aguftam. Because once you have access to the fruits, it's as though you have access to the orchard, even though you really don't own the orchard. And Reish Lakishamar may be the Eno Kori because Kenyan Peros Lavki Kenyan Aguptam. So we seem to have two very similar cases. The first case is, is a little simple of Hamocher Sadehu Le Peros. And the second case is Hamocher Bismansha Yovel Nohe. So asks the Gemara the seemingly obvious question why do we need? Two cases where we learn the shitas of Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish. They say the same thing in both places. Why bother repeating the two cases? So says the Gemara in Memches Aleph, five, six lines down, five lines down. Vitzricha. If I only had the first case in the middle of Mem Zayin Amabes, the case of Amocher Sadehu Peros, where we saw the Machlokes of Rav Shimon Ben Lakish and Rav Yochanan, because he's only thinking about the fruits. Here in the case of Yovel, where he's going to be worried about the property returning, maybe he'd agree to Rav Yochanan that you're maybe Ukore because the property is going to come back to you. The itmar behind, if we only had the latter case, the case of Hamocher Sadeu Bismansha, Yovel Noeg, Bahakama Rav Yochanan, there he says, Rav Yochanan says, maybe you kore. Aval Behach in the previous case, perhaps a Mamodelay, the Rav the Reish Lakish, perhaps Rav Yochanan would agree in the case we started with in the middle of Memzayin and Bebez, of Hamocher Sadeu Leperos. Maybe it's just our case is stronger over here, but maybe the case over there is weaker, and therefore. He might hold mode Lilaresh Lakish, Sricha, therefore we need both cases. We'll stop right here and pick up ten lines or so tomorrow down on Memchesamadalaf, wishing you all a beautiful night.